Is Utah's best option still to stay in the Pac-12, and will they be able to find a media rights deal in the near future? We're talking about that and if the deal will be good on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown News your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. My name is JT Wistow, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. And on today's show, we're talking all things Pac-12 media rights deal. It's been quite the circus, basically, trying to figure and sort everything out. So in order to help me figure out what's going to happen in the near future of this media rights deal, we'll bring it on friend of the show, Ian Spencer McLaughlin, host of Locked On Pac-12, who's been covering this nonstop lately because it's the biggest thing driving the media cycle. Um so starting off just in general, I mean, yes, I still think the best option for Utah is to stay in the Pac-12. Confidence level, I, the question, confidence level, Pac-12 will find a deal. Just starting there, I give it a nine. I think they're going to eventually find a deal in general. Where I think this gets more interesting is will the deal be good? Now, I don't think they're going to set out for what they originally had. I think the deal, like if we're rating it out of like 10 being an unbelievable deal, um, like one being awful, I, I think it'll be like a four or five, maybe, and maybe, maybe even be lower than that. I don't know. You see a lot of the reporting, it's really concerning. But, um, as I said, I still feel like Utah's best option is to stay in the Pac 12 in the short term and still see how everything shakes out when it comes to conference realignment in the near future. But I think there's a lot of really quality teams still in the conference. I think this, this year, especially, is going to be really exciting where it's kind of sucks that I feel like we'll have so many quality games this year that this, like, going into next offseason would be an awesome time for the media rights deal to really be up because I feel like you could be coveted really hot with it but yeah i still feel good that pack level find a deal it just i just don't know how much money it's going to be worth and i definitely think it'll be short of what uh commissioner kalayakov originally wanted yeah i'm, I'm not worried about them finding a, a deal it's just a matter of what the deal is going to look like and mm-hmm. there's just been so much crazy reporting <laughs> and rumors and speculation and it just is going all over the place it's at the point now where the pack 12 needs to get the deal done to just kind of put a lid on this sort of stuff. Yeah. Because when you leave people to their own devices to, you know, speculate and bloviate and talk about this, that, and the other thing, then you are allowing them, whether it's media members, fans, or everybody in between, to shape the narrative surrounding your conference and therefore shaping mm-hmm. the perception of your conference in a sport in college football, I mean, it's it's true for any you know college sports program, frankly, but football, certainly no exception there, where perception drives more of what is going to happen than in other sports. Because money is kind of a fickle thing, depending on which school you're actually at. In professional sports, everybody's operating on a much more kind of level footing. But in college sports, it's not the case. And so how people perceive your school, how people perceive your conference does play into, it's not a sole determining factor. Nothing is a concept I wish some more people would understand, but it's, it's, it's definitely playing into how likely it is to get a positive reputation, to be on, you know, AP voters radar, to be on national recruits radar, right? Like all this sort of stuff it all kind of conjoins together to determine how appealing a school or a conference ultimately is. So I'm not worried about the Pac-12 getting a deal. I am worried about the timeline just continuing to allow this stuff to fester and grow. And people just, you know, everyone already has an inclination for some reason. The Pac-12 is just 
the college athletics punching bag. I mean, that, that, that's just what we are, unfortunately, oh, at this point in time. USC and UCLA is making that worse. But then the problem worsens further the longer this goes on. So they need to get a deal. Now, what it's going to be on a scale, and, and I do think they will get a deal, by the way. On a scale of 1 to 10, I, I think a, a 10 would be a per-school annual media rights revenue distribution that surpasses the Big 12 and the ACC. That would be a 10. Mm-hmm. like. Best possible yep. outcome. You pulled a rabbit out of the hat. George K is the goat. Like that would be <laughs> outstanding, incredible. A one would be like you're not even at seventy percent of of what they're getting. I think the most likely outcome here is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think as long as the Pac-12 on a revenue payouts per school basis is within a few million of the big 12 and or the ACC, I don't think they're at a significant competitive disadvantage there. And you might say, well, but the big 10 and the SEC are doing this. Yeah. The big 10, and the SEC are pulling away from everybody. Yeah. The comparable conferences here for the PAC 12 are not the big 10 and SEC because they're going into another stratosphere here. Mm-hmm. You need to keep pace financially with the big 12 and the ACC, and you don't have to be on exactly equal footing with both. Because the Pac-12 hasn't been on equal footing with other conferences for quite some time. The Big 12 has been above them for quite a while. But the Pac-12 is in a better place from a football competitiveness standpoint at a high level going forward. So you need to be in that sort of ballpark. I imagine we're going to walk away with like a 5 or a 6 out of 10, somewhere in the high 20s, maybe low 30s per school per year. And then a completely separate question is, where the games are actually going to be broadcast, which is a fascinating one to say the least. Yeah, we're going to dive into that in our second segment. But um, I think you make a great point just talking about the perception of the Pac-12. I mean, already the the perception is so much worse than reality. It's not even close. Not even close. Yeah, people constantly poke and make fun of it and everything. And then you mentioned just the speculation. I mean, the reports about Ion last week were not that well at all, obviously, <laughs> where everyone is Which, laughing. By the way, I, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I, I don't understand why. Because the concern before, even though you know it, it's expected a streaming partner is going to be heavily involved here, and somehow the rumor was flying around that, oh, it could be an all-streaming deal, and that would be a total disaster. And that's what it was. And then when the, the ION report came out, which appears to be appears to be iffy at best, yeah. because as Brett McMurphy tweeted it out like 90 minutes later, Stuart Mandel tweeted out the exact opposite, which is that mm-hmm. they're not going to be involved. Everyone was worried about, oh my gosh, you're gonna have too many games on streaming, blah, blah, blah. And then when the ION report came out, oh my gosh, I can't believe they'd be on ION television. That would be a disaster. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought cable was the important factor here. I thought that yeah. like the, the goalposts just seem to be shifting constantly from people who are, you know, in just in that mindset of just wanting to throw jabs at the Pac-12. And I, I get it on the one hand because they've made so many missteps over the last 15 years or so. But the, the perception is dramatically, dramatically worse than than the reality, pending for sure what happens with the media deal. But if they come out at you know 28 million per school per year they're fine yeah they definitely will be fine and it'll be really interesting to see how it does all shake out because there are so many unknowns there's been so much made of the situation and you gotta believe they're getting close to a resolution i feel i mean i gotta if i had to put money on i feel like before spring ball which starts for utah march 21st i feel like we'll have something in place but 
Maybe that's me being optimistic. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it does eventually shake out. And we're going to rank the networks that we would like to see the Pac-12 football continue to be broadcast on or streaming platforms, just whatever media you guys want to call it in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Bill Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Bill Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I'm still trying to keep with my New Year's resolutions. So if you guys want to do that but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've just got the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you perfect for your new year's resolution what makes built bars so good well for starters they're all covered in 100 real chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievably great flavors like shiro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars act taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros and what's even better is they are healthy only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years we've been talking about order your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Smith's or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Smith's or Sam's Club today and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, coconut puffs, salted caramel, and brownie batter puffs at your nearest Smith's. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You guys can thank me later. Make sure you guys head over to Built.com, your Smith's or Sam's Club to get in on those great offers from our friends at Built Bar. All right, Spencer. Looking at the networks, we would like to see Pac-12 football on going forward. I think the my number one, the ranking I would love to see the Pac-12 stay on, is a combination of ESPN and ABC. I still think it's great what ESPN provides in constant coverage of, of football in general. I know their brand is declining and there's different reports about like how much they're able to offer because then there's this whole thing with Disney that they're trying to cut costs a little bit too. And obviously they're paying so much money to SEC schools already and they're already locked into the big 12 there's a lot there but i and i still feel like espn is going to be involved in this some way i just think they see the value in having those late night college football games that's one of the great things about espn in the fall is you can get up and i guess pack 12 time right if we're going like games starting at 9 or 10 a.m it's nice to have those games on all day long basically and then you end with the night and even in the east coast time there's a lot of people who enjoy pack 12 after dark yes the pack 12 doesn't get as many views because some of those games aren't played during the day. Maybe the casual fans don't tune in as much, but there is a cult following for those Pac-12 after dark games. And the reason I put ABC on there is I do think some of these marquee matchups, um, Utah, USC, Washington, USC, Oregon, Washington, um, Colorado being some big games. I think those would have a lot of appeal on ABC because at the end of the day, these games are still driven. You got to take out USC though, because they won't be in the pack oh, for, for, for the yes. next media deal. But, yeah. but, but still your premise is correct. Yeah, Washington and Oregon, though, if some of those, if they're able to stay in the Pac-12, then those kind of big they games will. being on t- being on TV, then I think a- ABC and ESPN would be the number one for me that I'd like to see the Pac-12 on. Yeah, I mean, you have to ask yourself this question. If you're a Pac-12 fan worried about being on this channel and that channel, what do you think is more important for your program in the long run? Money or exposure on linear cable? I would they're, say they're, exposure they're, for me. There, there, there's no, yeah, there's no one right answer. I, I yeah. could very easily put on my my lawyer suit and present a case for for either side. As uh, some of you may have caught me on Locked On Pack Twelve doing that, know that I have a propensity to do, and I'm always looking for an excuse to do so. Frankly, but heck, maybe that's an idea for a second. I don't know. Anyway, so I, I, I think that if you're looking at the big picture in college football, I would say the answer is money, because going forward because the money is just going up and up and up so much. If you were, if you had to be as a conference more streaming heavy in order to be on par financially with say the ACC or, you know, be just above the big 12 and be in the middle of those two, but you had to sacrifice a few games on cable because of it. I think you would take that because ultimately what the PAC 12 
has to do going forward or what they need to have happen going forward is they need their biggest brands to continue to succeed. But the matchups are what are going to drive people to to watch your games. Like if there is a matchup that has big time ramifications, yeah, obviously people need to be able to watch it. But look at the number of subscribers that Apple TV's got. Look at the number of subscribers that Amazon Prime has got. Compare that to the Pac-12 network and realize that in that sense, it's probably an upgrade in terms of exposure. Now, compared to linear cable, yeah, maybe not. Maybe you don't get as many casual viewers, but people are going to find a way, one way or the other, to watch a game if you have the sort of stakes necessary to where people are like, oh, I'm a college football fan. Got to watch that game. And I imagine ESPN is going to be a part of this here. I, I just can't see, foresee a scenario where they're not because then they are left holding the bag for that late window, which, look, people can harp on all they want. And I think the last Pac-12 media deal had too many big games or too many big teams really playing in that late window. Washington this past season is a great example of that, by the way. They didn't get the sort of national exposure that they they probably deserved. Michael Penix wasn't even sniffing the Heisman conversation at any point in time. He led the country in passing for an 11-win team. Now, they won't sneak up on anybody in that sense in 2023, but they did last year because they were playing a lot of late night games. And that's a mistake on the Pac-12's part, but they can offer something which is power five football in that late window that nobody else can, right? The only other conference that plays that lays the Mountain West, they've got to deal with CBS sports. It's not as valuable anyway. So ESPN's, you know, has to have that. It's about agreeing on a dollar figure for, for ESPN and the Pac-12 in these negotiations right now. So I think ESPN will be a part of it. The question is, who is media partner number two, or will there be three? Could there be three different avenues to watch Pac-12 games? Which, by the way, there were in the last media deal, ESPN, Fox, and the Pac-12 network. So I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. But Mm -hmm. the thinking here, and I think it makes a lot of sense, is that whatever streaming partner gets involved, whether it's Apple or Amazon, would kind of take over the Pac-12 network, both infrastructure-wise and also content-wise. So everything yeah. that used to be on there would then be on Amazon or Apple. Rock on Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes the most sense mm-hmm. from you know a standpoint of when you're one of these streaming companies, Amazon or Apple or God only knows who else could be involved, and you're trying to get involved, you need content. And the content currently exists from a volume standpoint on the Pac-12 network. So them taking that over and putting it on streaming makes a lot of sense, which is what a lot of other conferences do, by the way, with their with their non-revenue sports, mm-hmm. right? Including a lot of men's basketball, most of which is not a big revenue, but can be if you make a run in the NCAA tournament, for instance. But, you know, the other sports, the, the soccers, the lacrosses, the volleyballs, the baseballs, the softballs, all that sort of stuff that's almost exclusively on Pac-12 network would then be picked up by whatever streaming partner is there. Cause like the big 12, which has ESPN as part of their deal is putting all of that stuff on ESPN plus, which makes a heck of a lot of sense. So I, I think ESPN is going to be involved in some form or fashion. I think the reason we just don't know that for certain right now is because they can't agree on a dollar figure, mm-hmm. which if you see that as a potentially negative thing for the PAC 12, I think that's an understandable mindset to be in. But then the question is, who's the second partner going to be? Now, 
I, I'm I'm fine with you know being streaming heavy if it helps you financially get to where you need to be. And I'm not as worried about exposure. Now I'm also an Oregon fan. So like, it's not as big of a problem for Oregon, but also for other schools like Oregon States, Washington States, and, you know, Arizona's of the world playing on Amazon prime would be better than playing on Pac-12 network. Yes. More people have access to Amazon prime, for instance, than do, than they do to, mm-hmm. to the Pac-12 network. So I, I think that there are some advantages and, and disadvantages on that front, but overall, I'm frankly, being completely honest here, I'd be so down for Ion Television. I would be really? so game. I am a huge Criminal Minds fan, and the prospect of staying up to watch Pac-12 After Dark on Ion Television parlayed right into, or segueing rather, right into one to two episodes of Criminal Minds as I go to bed is like the only way I actually want to go to sleep on Saturday nights in the fall this year. It's all I want to do. It's all. That's all I want to do. But again. I think if you're the Pac-12, you can't be as picky about where the games are going if you want to keep up financially. Now, in a perfect world, you could get both. You could still have a lot of games on ESPN, not just Pac-12 after dark, but some primetime slots as well. And then you have a streaming partner who's heavily involved, and it comes out to a media number from a payout standpoint that is comparable to their Power 5 conferences. But at this point, the longer this goes on, and this is why Mm -hmm. they need to get a deal done, the less leverage they have. With, with with companies like Apple or, or Amazon, for instance. Absolutely agree. I do think, so we talked about rankings, right? So when I rank the net, rank the networks are just the places I want to find Pac-12 football. I had ESPN, ABC. Then I have the networks. I have Fox, CBS, NBC, and a Drew. Look, NBC, I don't think was ever even really involved in it, but just for in general, like where would you want to see them? I think having games on NBC at some time of the day is still a nice boost saying it's on a big network. It's a nice thing for the Pac-12 brand. Then I had streaming. And unfortunately, Spencer, because I know you were just hyping up Ion, I do have Ion at the very bottom. I just, I personally do not think... <laughs> I just think <laughs> I think the Pac-12 is already like we just talked about. Like it just suffers from such a reputation hit already. I think putting it on Ion, it's not even as much as the games being on Ion itself. I think it's so much more of like Fox said no, CBS said no, ABC said no, and look, maybe ESPN would still be involved in some kind of a deal with Ion. But just like when all the other sports are playing on the big networks, it's kind of like if we're going back to elementary school, right? Everyone wanted to sit at the popular kids table, basically. And you're, you're not going to be sitting there if you're pack 12, if you're on ion. I just think it does already take a really big hit on their brand. If they're on, if they're the only ones on ion, who's not really perceived as they don't really put out, like, like you said, there are kind of, they run a lot of reruns. So it's not a lot of new content and a lot of stuff too. I, ion is obviously not as viewed as well as Fox, CBS or NBC, but they're so. in the cable space. So the people mm-hmm. like, I, I got a question on my, sh- on my show, on my pack 12 show recently about, you know, is not being on linear television a concern because you won't get people who are flipping through the channels and selecting a game. That is not a sizable chunk of the audience, right? The, the biggest thing that the Pac-12 should be worried about with all this sort of stuff is how easily people will be able to watch the matchups that do draw somewhat of a national audience or at least more than just a, a regional following for a given game. And so if you were on Ion Television, that would solve that problem because if people knew like, Hey, Oregon's playing Utah and the game's on ion. Well, that's going to be included in their cable package. Whereas Amazon prime and Apple, you have a little bit more risk there in terms of, Hey, Oregon's playing Utah. And eh, well, people in the Midwest are not going to watch, even if it's put in a prime time slot because they might not have Amazon prime mm-hmm. or they might not have Apple TV plus or, or anything like that. But I, I also wonder what the effect of cord cutting is in all of these discussions 
in terms of, you know, exposure on linear cable, like, would I still like to be there? Yes. But also it's becoming a streaming heavy world. And so if you, I, and and I, I wonder what sort of factor YouTube could play because they've got YouTube TV, Mm. which is a great service. Great service. Great service, by the way. It's really, really good. I am a big fan. They did not pay me to say that. I am, I am genuinely a big fan, but YouTube TV can kind of give you the best of both worlds. And if that start continues to become a big thing, like I don't know what the numbers are, you know, specifically with regards to that, but if they can be on there with whatever streaming partner they have, then th- th- then that might solve your 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 access issue. So we know YouTube's not, but is Ion sliding you some checks? <laughs> no, no, they are they are not. I'm just a huge Criminal Minds fan. I, I watched. Uh, yeah, that's a large following. Large. Following. Yeah, I watched. I watched the newest season. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. And I hope there's another one. And I know that they put reruns on there on on Ion TV all the time and CSI. Frankly, I watched CSI. I haven't seen all show. of them. You know, like I haven't seen NCIS or oh, NCIS Los Angeles or anything like that. But again, if that were on. I would just I would just keep the channel yeah. there, put it on, and go till I fall asleep. <laughs> As a lot so, of people would. We're gonna wrap this conversation up with a couple more thoughts on streaming over specifically talk about a couple things with streaming and a few more things with Ion in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at UCCU. Let UCCU make your family's dream of owning a home come true by making it more affordable. Right now, UCCU is offering a low seven and ten year arms with rate inflation protection. An adjustable rate mortgage or arm for short comes to an initial low rate for seven or ten years. After that, it adjusts to a rate that fluctuates based on the market. The big advantage of an arm is that it comes with an initial rate that's lower than a conventional mortgage. And with this low rate, an arm gives you more purchase power than a traditional mortgage. In fact, you get up to 10% more house with an adjustable rate mortgage for the same payment as a conventional loan. Plus, an adjustable rate mortgage can make it qualifying for a mortgage loan easier for first-time home buyers. To learn more or to get an arm, simply visit uccu.com and select the arm that works best for you or stop by any UCCU branch. UCCU, love where you bank. All right, Spencer, coming back into this one. I think the last thought on Ion, I just think the only thing that worries me so much is just as we talked about with the Pac-12 brand, I feel like so many people are going to be like, oh, maybe we should watch that um, Utah-Washington game. And they'll go, oh, it's on Ion. They'll go, it's on Ion? Are, are you serious? The Pac-12 but at least, they'd be, at least they'd be able to hit guide, scroll down and select it if, it, if it if it were there. If it were there, I know. Like you said, it may be a better option than, look, because let's talk about streaming that too. I think that's another problem is, I think the Pac-12, look, a lot of people already don't watch it. I think a lot of people wouldn't pay for streaming services to watch it either. There are some people, and yes, we are going towards the direction of streaming and the real fans would still, but I think a lot of college football fans would still just be like, ah, it's just the Pac-12, it's not as important anyways. And I don't know if they'd pay for those streaming services. Now, look, if they already have it, it's an added bonus, but we don't know. I'm sure it would, depending on what size of a deal Amazon and Apple have, right? Like it might come as an extra cost. Like um, Amazon, they were able to do the Thursday night footballs just included. I don't think that was any extra cost really to them for the viewer. And hopefully if Utah or the Pac-12 schools were able to end up there, that's how it would be. But what if they were to go to Apple and it's like Apple's doing with MLS, where you have to pay a certain amount to get that, to get, be able to watch those games. That's where I think it could hurt the conference because I do think a lot of the just football fans would be like, eh, I'll just watch this other game. That's just easily accessible on TV. Yeah, I I think that's a valid concern, but there's a bit of an unknown element to it because we haven't seen a streaming heavy deal before and streaming is becoming more a part of the broadcast media space nationwide, not less. Mm -hmm. So right now, it's almost, almost comparable to the Pac-12 network back then. Like, Mm -hmm. let's say for instance, the Pac-12 
has a deal that's like 70% streaming, 30%, you know, cable for uh, their, their football, men's basketball games and everything else and such. If that were the case, it would be kind of a new idea. They'd be the first conference to be that heavy, though the Big 12 is going to have over 50% of their stuff on ESPN Plus as well. So they too are going to be streaming heavy. Now it's got the ESPN label, but still you have to pay extra for the, the, the streaming service to have access to it. When they launched the Pac-12 network, they thought it was going to be a revolutionary idea to not partner with one of the big cable companies, Fox, ESPN, NBC, like whoever, you know, they, they thought, well, we're going to be our own channel. We're not going to need to partner with them. And that's going to be this big revolutionary concept. And then they didn't get it on DirecTV and a number of other things were messy. And it was a giant flop, right? Like flop warning in basketball. Okay. <laughs> like big, 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 yeah. ginormous flop. So now they're in kind of a similar position as I think about it, where they could be trying something new that may look brilliant in yeah. eight years. If, if like if, if cable ceases to be a regular thing for Americans in 10 and 15, you know, eight years or whatever, then yeah, the Pac-12 would look brilliant for being streaming heavy. But if that doesn't go away and it kind of stays how it is right now, then it would be a less brilliant move. And I, I don't think anyone can actually say with any certainty which one it's going to be because you can never fully anticipate how things are going to change going into the future. So I understand people's concern about being streaming heavy, but you have to understand that expansion and realignment, all this sort of stuff for the most part, at least for the Pac-12 and the Big 12, I think more so in the other conferences, it's all a long-term play. It, it's it's not about the immediacy. Like I, I can guarantee people will, you know, try and track down some viewership of the first Pac-12 football game on Amazon. They'll be like, oh my gosh, is 30% lower than what it was uh, even on the Pac-12 network, you know, just as, as an example, yeah. right? Just random. And people would see, be, see that and be, oh my gosh, it's that's terrible. It's off. This is no good. It's You got to give things some time yeah. to fully play out because what happens in year one is not always what's going to happen in year whatever. I mean, Geno Smith was a bad quarterback for a long time. He made a Pro Bowl this year. It took yeah. a long time. But sometimes in sports and in life, it takes a long time for things to fully play out. And I think we don't know all the ramifications of a streaming heavy deal because we don't know how pronounced yeah. streaming is going to be in the broadcast space going forward. And yeah, Apple TV, I think, has like or, or Apple TV Plus has like 25, 30 million subscribers right now. Who's to say that won't be 80 million in in, in six years or so, like you, you yeah. just, you just don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think the longer you stretch it out, they, the more it could look good. I mean, I will say this though, Spencer, I mean, Hey, being Gino Smith, that's a, that's a lot of beatings before your, your time to shine. I mean, I love Gino. He's, he's a heck of a quarterback now, but uh, he went, really went through it. So, I, but I'll say this when it's all said and done. So I think we both believe ESPN will still be involved. Yes. And it sounds like one of these streaming networks is going to end up being involved in some capacity. I don't know why, but I just keep picturing like that amazon commercial that has bo nicks like fist pumping and then all of a sudden it's the amazon logo with the smile just like to end their pac-12 ads so, like i just part of me does think this will end up with i'm not just apple it's very interesting when it comes to negotiating with apple i don't for those of you guys who followed the whole sunday ticket thing apple was originally the favorite for that and then it like completely fell apart because apple mm -hmm. had these unrealistic demands uh, so i feel like apple's gonna end up falling out of it if i had to put my money on it i think that pac-12 network in general will kind of become really 
more of a streaming home at like Amazon. Like you said, they'll adopt a lot of the same things. We'll see Yogi Roth on Amazon, I think, just because he is kind of the voice of that network. He does an outstanding job. So we'll see a lot of that going to Amazon. But I think the options for the Pac-12 are going to be, if I had to bet, ESPN slash ABC, and then some combination of streaming with Amazon as well. I think those would be the two to three primary places. That, that's yeah. that's my prediction as well. Mm-hmm. Is I think most likely is ESPN and Amazon, but I won't rule out Apple just because well, they've yeah. been so aggressive in the sports space, wanting to get into it. Like th- this, and they did close all, the MLS deal, so I should give them the exactly credit all the, all this streaming talk is very much ground level, just society societally for how much content they will put on there and what they can get. And the other thing that's important to remember too is whatever ratings a given streaming service gets does not impact how much the Pac-12 will make, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're going to set the deal whenever it gets announced for what that streaming service is willing to pay. But if the ratings come in under what they were hoping for, that doesn't alter the Pac-12 payouts. That alters Amazon's profit margin or ability to at least Mm -hmm. break even with the advertising spots that they can sell there. And it's the responsibility of either Apple or Amazon at that point or ESPN, once they pay for the right to broadcast the games, it's their job to sell the advertising. The Pac-12 would like them to do it well so that they can maximize viewership and exposure, but it is not a requirement financially that you got to hit this threshold or anything like that. Like the PAC 12 will sell its rights to someone. And it's then that entity's job to publicize the games, broadcast them and bring in as big of an audience as they can. It's a great point. And, you know, throughout this entire episode, we've been talking about streaming and like, you know, NCIS and all these other shows that would be on after, right? That is a very similar concept to what goes on with actors when they get in their shows or movies. They get paid, they sign their contract and they get paid. Yes, they can make a percentage of the profits from the box office or if other things end up coming up from it, but they end up signing on before too. So their their stuff isn't really right. affected. It's the exact same thing when it comes to these teams and yeah, the networks. That, that, I, I think that's a great analogy that the studio is paying the actor to be in the movie and they may have a clause in there about you know if it makes this much then you get a bonus to motivate the actors to do well but i'm cruiser top gun for example yeah yeah exactly or i mean think about it frankly just in the sense of like a professional sports contract Mm -hmm. you pay a player you have incentives for that player's contract but the base pay Mm -hmm. remains the same whether or not you win russell wilson's still getting paid a bunch from the denver broncos they paid him to win games Because that's what they want to do, yeah. but that's the organization's job as as a whole. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, and your point on the bonuses, Mahomes is an MVP bonus in his massive contract right. he got a few years ago that he just landed there. So either way, it's going to be really fascinating to see how this all plays out. If you guys want more Pac-12 network talk and or just seeing in general what where the Pac-12 is going to end up on, make sure you guys head over and check out Spencer on the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Spencer, appreciate you for joining us today. Hey, anytime, man. Always down to come on and uh, talk realignment media deals, but I do hope we get one soon. I know. I was going to say, like, we love having you on too, but um, I would definitely be on. Like, I, I love talking about it on the yeah. one hand, but then once once I've, you know, recycled the take for the fifth time in the last yeah. 10 days, I'm like, man, can we just give me a, give me a deal? Give me something. Give me, throw me a bone, George. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> hopefully the end is in sight if you guys are in the market for a second listen every day make sure you guys check out locked on college basketball host isaac shade and andy patton bringing everything you need to know on and off the court plus you can hear from big name experts coaches players throughout the basketball landscape locked on college basketball available on youtube and wherever you get your podcast we're getting to the most exciting time of the calendar year for college basketball with all the tournaments getting underway and march is right around the corner spencer as i know you're a big fan of yeah 
big uh, big college hoops guy. Um, tough time to be hosting the Pac-12 podcast for college hoops because yeah. uh, yikes! <laughs> it's it's you know at least USC yeah. seems to have reestablished themselves as a solid team to get into the tournament, but they're looking at a maximum of four teams getting into the turn. I mean, it's yeah. just, and it's not like football where it's no, everyone's good. They're just beating up on one another. No, there's just a lot of teams yeah. in there. that are not very good. <laughs> hey, at least the women's basketball teams are doing well with Utah that's true. Stanford. They rock have a couple teams. Pac-12 in there, so. Women's basketball has got it figured out, man. Stanford rocks zone is good. How about the Utes? The lady Utes, man, that is a really, really good basketball team. I saw them in person at, um, Oh, I forgot the name of uh, of your gym up there in Salt Lake City. Yeah, the Huntsman Center. Huntsman You're Center, good. that's right. Yeah, I saw them up there. Southern Utah played them. I called the game on Ray. That Utah team is really, really, really good. Oregon, eh, <laughs> know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But always good to talk with you, JT. Yep, you as well, Spencer. Make sure you guys keep it at Locked On Use for more content coming this week.